Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Well, let's just dive right in. We're going to be going into Genesis um, 39, actually. I'm going to be teaching this morning later on from 37 to like 42. <laughs> and then I was, I was going to dive into 37 with you guys. And then the Lord just led me here uh, last night to 39. So you can tell me if this is going to resonate with you. Um, many of you have, um, yeah, know that we are all going through something. And so um, I want to talk about prospering uh, through the pain, prospering through the pain. Maybe you're not experiencing any pain right now, praise God, uh, but you probably will. And sometimes that pain feels like pressure. <laughs> Don't you love how the, if you go to the dentist, I was just at the dentist, and they're like, hey, you might feel a little bit of pressure. <laughs> I think it was Brian Regan that said, hey, that pressure feels a lot like pain. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're, we're getting squeezed one way or another. Um, and when things don't seem, that's why I say seem to be going our way, come on, yeah, seem to be going our way, uh, you can always see God's favor because he is the way. And again, all things work together for good for those that love the Lord and called according to uh, his purpose. Uh, so things can be, it can seem to be going great one minute and then all of a sudden uh, they can turn for what seems to be the worst in the next. So what happens when you're following your dreams, when you're seeking God's way, and you get sucker punched by life? At times, it, it can seem like life is happening to you instead of for you. But I believe that we were created to prosper, especially through the pain. This is how the Lord has created us. This is what the Lord uh, did for us by dying for us. This is, is in essence, the meaning of the word passion, which we learned in, in the Latin word is passio, which means, uh, described Christ's suffering for us on the cross. That is passion. The passion to go through the pain uh, for someone or something else. Passion, so passionate that you'll go through any kind of pain so that you can fulfill not just your purpose, but the purpose that God has for them in their life. So, Genesis uh, 39, this is the story of Joseph. If you haven't heard the story of Joseph, you're going to hear it now. I'll just give you a snapshot about this uh, Joseph. Um, Joseph was the son of Jacob. Jacob <laughs> was the son um, of Abraham. Or Abraham, Isaac, then Jacob, sorry, Isaac. Abraham was his great-grandfather. You following me? We learned about Abraham not that long ago. And um, without getting into all of Jacob's story, because it was pretty messed up, he was a twin. He was born second, meant deceiver. Um, and he did deceive his own father to get the blessing. He, he deceived or tricked his own brother um, to, get, to get the blessing and the birthright. And he constantly wrestled with his own identity and later he wrestled with God. And God uh, put his hip out and gave him a new name And uh, because in the fight, he, he wouldn't release him. And he says, I won't release you. Or he says, I won't release you, he said this to God, until you bless me. 
And so God challenged him. He says, what is your name? Remember, he used every other name. He pretended always to be somebody else, but finally he said, I'm Jacob. He came to that conclusion after wrestling. You know, I'm the deceiver. Uh, I've done all these things. Uh, And he said, well, no longer will you be called Jacob, but you will be called Israel. Israel. And that is where we get the Israelites from. And uh, so now we've got... um, We've got Joseph in the picture. So Jacob has all these sons, and then he has this other wife, uh, Rachel, uh, with this other son, Joseph, the, the youngest at the time. And the Bible says that, I won't get into it too much, but that Rachel was his favorite wife. <laughs> and so therefore, Joseph was his favorite son, and he had favor from his father. And uh, so well, the other brothers didn't like that. He didn't like that he was favored. Joseph was even given a Gucci coat, a uh, coat of many colors. So he stood out. So talk about putting a target on, on your son's back. <laughs> the Bible says they, they already didn't like him. They hated him all the more now. And uh, you're going to hear what happened to him. But in the process of that, Joseph was given this dream. And I, I want to be clear that it wasn't Joseph's dream. This is what the Lord gave me on the way here this morning. It was a, God's dream given to Joseph for his family. Okay? I got to be clear on this. The Lord has been convicting me more and more. It's not just, hey, we just got our own God-sized dream. No, no, we got a God-given God-sized dream in our life that's not just for us. It's for his kingdom, for his glory. Okay, you with me? And for his family. So that's not in my notes, but you might want to write that down. (laughs) Uh, So we're we're, we're getting to the part, um, the not-so-fun part, where Joseph has already been um, put in a pit. He's going out to see his brothers. His father sends him out to check on his brothers. He finds his brothers. Brothers see him coming, says, hey, look, here comes the dreamer. This is in Genesis 37. Uh, Let's do away with him. And they wanted to kill him. And then one of the brothers says, you know, that's not probably the greatest idea. Why don't instead we throw him into one of these wells, an empty well, and then we'll figure out what to do with him. And so they do that, they throw him into an empty well, and they decide to, uh, these merchants come by, and they decide to sell him as a slave. So they sell Joseph as a slave. The other brother that said, I think it was Benjamin, that told him to do this, he, he was off, he comes back, he says, where's Joseph? Oh, we sold him <laughs> for 20 pieces of silver. And so Joseph gets sold as, as a slave, and then he ends up uh, working for a man named Potiphar. Potiphar is an Egyptian Potiphar works for Pharaoh, and that's where we're finding Joseph now. He is in Potiphar's house, okay? I want to start in uh, verses uh, 2 and verse 3. It says, The Lord was with Joseph, so he prospered, and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him, okay, when the master, his master, saw that the Lord was with him and the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in, the, uh, in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and he entrusted to his care everything that he owned. You're going to get a few I am statements this morning in your notes because this is what is helping me in this season Uh, even when I face struggles and when I battle, right? We can all hear it. What does the word say? What does God's word say? Well, right there, it says, I am favored. 
You are favored. Try that on for size. Say, I am favored. See, the Lord is with you. Just like the Lord was with Joseph, the Lord is with you. You can find success in everything you do if you have the right source. It's the Lord's favor that allows you to go further. That might be in your notes. This is the Lord. It is the Lord's favor, his favor, that allows you to go further. Before this, Joseph didn't fit in with the rest of his brothers. They wanted him dead because they hated that he was favored by their father. Joseph was given the coat of many colors, and yes, he stood out. Yet he had the courage to wear his calling. Why? Because he was clothed in the fabric of his father's favor. You are clothed in the fabric of your heavenly father's favor. Joseph was given this coat, and because he had the coat, he, it, wasn't, it wasn't the coat, it's what the coat stood for. Because he had the coat, he knew his calling. Because he had the calling, he had courage. You are also clothed in the same calling. Don't check your coat at the door of culture just because others have a different opinion of you or feel that you don't fit in. Don't conform, instead be transformed. Joseph's brothers ended up throwing him in a pit, faking his death, and sold him as a slave. It doesn't matter what the world will do to you, the Holy Spirit lives in you. Okay, I'll say that again. It doesn't matter what the world does to you when you have the Holy Spirit living in you. God has plans to take you from the pit to the palace. That's his plan. If you're not sure what his plan is, you, you better have memorized Jeremiah 29, 11 by now. For his plans and purposes are to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. That's his plan. So when you're not prospering and things aren't going as you planned, don't get mad at him. Give him the glory. Because his plan is to prosper you. And if you seek him first in all ways, all things will be added unto you. His time, not yours. His way, not yours. Right? Verse 5. From the time he put him in charge of that household and all that he had owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything. Say everything. Everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. Whoa, somebody needs to highlight that in their Bible. They need to post it on their mirror. They need to put it on their phone. The scripture says the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. Why? Because he was righteous. You are righteous. Say, I am righteous. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan. Proverbs 29, verse 2. There's been some groaning in the land of Canada, right? It's time that the righteous take their stand. 
You need to take your stand in your home, in the workplace, and in the schools. Because then people will celebrate. People will rejoice. But you need to take your place. Know your place. Take your place. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes no matter who they are. Romans 3.22. When the righteous are put in charge, God's presence brings prosperity. We see it right there. When the righteous are put in charge, God's presence brings prosperity. That's why I say to you, man, where you go, God goes. You are righteous. You have been made righteous through Christ. So you got to know it. You got to own it. And you got to act in it. Otherwise, your faith is dead. Faith without works is dead. You need to know that you are favored. You need to know that you are righteous. My family and I and this church have been blessed because of the favor of you men. Because of the favor of our friends. The, men, the many manly or godly men and women in this church that have come into this house have blessed this church, blessed this community, and have blessed us. Yeah. Thank you, Jason. True story. Before I asked Charmaine to be my wife, I went to the Lord. And I said, Lord, is this the one? Should I seek her? Should I propose? Should I commit to this covenant? And this is what the Lord said to me. Matt, if you marry her, all your dreams will come true. Now, I don't know what the Lord said to Charmaine. (laughs) But what he said to me is if I unite with her, I will prosper. She is a righteous woman. So if the two of us become one, I will be blessed. And it's biblical, right? The desires of my heart is what I heard from the Lord. They will come true. And you know what? They've become a reality. There's been more things that have happened, uh, not just to me, but for me in this 40 years of my lifetime. But the amazing things that have transpired because Charmaine is in my life. The amazing things that have transpired because we've been faithful and obedient and stayed true to the covenant of victory. Why? Because there's victory in the valley. God blesses godly relationships. You know, there's, there's so many stories that I could go into on this. I might, I might go through, through a few more a little bit later, but the same goes for even the people that I have worked for. You know, I, I worked for this, this man that I, I look up to so much now, but at the time he wasn't a godly man. He wasn't a believer. Although in some ways he was more Christian than most Christians, if you know what I mean. You know, he honored, respected, he loved, he gave back to his community. He just didn't know Christ yet. But when I started to work for this man, it was a custom automotive shop, and and he saw something that was different in me, and he saw that I was favored, and he saw I was blessed, so he wanted me to come work for him. 
And I was honored, like, man, I like, I like vehicles just as much as any guy, but I don't know anything. And he told me, Matt, I can't, I, I can teach you that stuff. What I can't teach you is who you are. And when I came to work for him, every morning in my devotional time on the way to work at 5 a.m., I would pray that God would bless Velocity Motorsports and he would give me favor. And he did. Our sales doubled in the first year. In the second year, they doubled again. In the third year, they doubled again. It was the favor of the Lord that was on me. I was a blessing and I was being blessed. And so was he for bringing me into his business. I think of Delton, who's actually working next door, setting up for the kids' theater right now. God bless his heart. I think of, I think of how Delton um, came into Harley-Davidson. And you know what? Harley-Davidson, eh, they weren't doing so good. But, but when I told Delton, watch, that business is going to be blessed because God is bringing you in. And he wants to bless you. And if you're there, everyone else around you gets blessed. And what has happened in Harley-Davidson in Chilliwack? I hope they know and see that the blessing of the Lord is on the men of God that serve in that business. And that is why they're being blessed. We know it. You know, I think of Pastor Rudy and Darcy and Delton when you guys were working at Sunbelt. And in the season, probably of your biggest pain, you started to prosper, but so did the business. Because you started to see your purpose there wasn't for your gain, but for God's. And when you started to seek God and thought of all these men that need Jesus, they started flocking to you and coming to you, and the business was blessed. And then God moved you somewhere else. (laughs) Right? True story. I could go on. But the scripture says the blessing of the Lord was on everything that Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. And God's blessing isn't just limited to the business. It will be on everything, everything you have if the righteous are put in charge. So verse 11, one day he went into the house to attend his duties and none of the household servants, or sorry, and none of the household servants was inside. Whoop, wrong place, wrong time. I don't know how many times I've gone to the Joshua house. I could probably speak to you men too, and all of a sudden you find yourself, wrong place, wrong time. There was no accountability. All the other servants were gone. This is the caution that, that Pastor Rudy just gave to us. Don't be left alone, especially in the presence of lust. I think I put that in your notes. Don't be left alone in the presence of lust. And I'm telling you, Potiphar's wife might look like this. Hello, hello, you looking at me? This could be Potiphar's wife right here. A phone, the internet. Don't be left alone when there's temptation of lust. Am I with you? Are you with me? You, you think that she's gonna, it's going to be so obvious. No, 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 no. That's why it's important even for your kids and your family. Don't leave them. Let them be alone in the room 
with their devices. If you got to go on your device, your office space, wherever you're set up, make sure there are other people around. If you got to go work from Starbucks for the kingdom of God, go do that so other people are around. Don't be left alone. Don't go alone. We've seen men in ministry that have gone through recovery and they find themselves alone on the street ministering to somebody and that is when they fall because they were alone. Your dreams may die without an alibi, (laughs) right? Joseph was faithful and because Potiphar's wife wasn't, the favor was lifted off the home that he had. Not off him. It was still on him. Joseph was lifted out of the home, and so was the favor. Be careful what you allow in your house and who you give authority to. Potiphar's wife wasn't godly, and because she gave way to temptation, God took away his treasure. Whoa. That could speak right there. Remember, God disciplines the ones that he loves. And how many times do we step out, we do the wrong thing, we might step into lust and then face limitations, and then we get mad at God? Give your head a shake. He's like, I discipline you because I love you. If I just let you go your own way and the desires of your flesh, you're going to fall a lot further than just to the ground. Hell is a real place, and so is heaven. And the wages of sin are death, right? But he is just and faithful to forgive us of all of our sins if we repent. We need a heart of repentance. And not just a heart of repentance. What did Paul say? Do we just keep on going sinning so that God's grace can build and build and build all the more? No! Say, hell no! (laughs) Heaven, yes! (laughs) You know, like that, when you, you should think, we use the word hell so loosely sometimes. Like, careful, that is a real place. We should have such fear and reverence for the Lord to know what we're called to, that that's not a sacrifice, that's obedience. Not giving into temptation and lust just so that we're limited, but so that, that our family doesn't become in that bondage and the favor is lifted off our home? Am I speaking to you guys today? Get ready, we're going deeper and we're getting real. We're not going to go to a men's conference and get our ears tickled. That's not what's going to happen, just so you know. I'm getting you guys geared up. Because there's other men that are going to come in and they're going to get the truth. They're going to get the truth and love, but they're going to get it straight. And I need you guys to man up. Because I need you to disciple them. And you better be ready when they come. Are you ready? Okay, praise God. I know sometimes I come in a little strong, but I know you guys know I love you, right? Okay, good to check it. Okay. So be careful what you allow in your house and what you give authority to. So wherever Joseph would be in the next place, the Lord's favor would also follow. In this case, it meant being sent to prison. Okay? It wouldn't mean the end of his success. Verse 22. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison. Come on, sounds like he's doing his job. And he was made responsible for all that was done there. Wow. Where do you hear that happening? 
The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him what? Success in whatever he did. Last I am statement for today. I am blessed. Say I am blessed. Especially when you feel burdened. No, you are blessed. God would do more through Joseph's suffering. It would be in the prison that he'd be given more responsibility and the ability to interpret dreams. Although he probably seemed further away from his dream of being in the authority that he had given about, you know, his brothers bowing down to family, bowing down to him and all that. But the Lord was preparing him to know the true meaning of passion, suffering for the sake of others. One day he would meet Pharaoh and he would be put second in command of all of Egypt. And because of the Lord's favor, would save the nation through seven years of famine. He was also to be given the authority to save his own family and bring Israel to Egypt. Israel would later learn the meaning of suffering and burden, but would also receive the blessing. Because suffering or passion is what leads us to the promise. If you believe that you are highly favored, that you are righteous, and that you are blessed, you can get through anything. Would you men stand with me? You can fill the takeaway later. You'll, you'll get it. I may be pressed, <laughs> but I'm still blessed. I may be pressed, but I'm still blessed. This is the verse I want us to meditate on this week. It's found in 2 Corinthians 4, 8 to 10. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may be revealed in our body. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for the power of your word. We thank you, Lord, that we would understand the revelation that you are Lord, that you are a provider, that we are made righteous through you, that we are favored, highly favored, and highly blessed. Lord, give us the strength Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is your kingdom, the power and the glory. Lord, thank you for armoring us up every day. Every day. May we not fall into temptation. No matter what we go through, that we would see you. We would see you and that we would stand on your word. We would stand on your promises. And we would move in your faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. 
If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.